Everybody, it's the Ron and Don Show. Ronanddon.com. Hey, you guys, what's going on? Welcome to episode 426 now of the Ron and Don Show. And heck yeah, we are live from the Les Schwab Studio. What is up, Ron and Don Nation? Hey, coming up on the Ron and Don Show, and I don't know if they're still on a run, but uh, the Mariners are currently on a run. My good friend Eric Powers, who does radio around here, Powers Radio, they've heard him on Cube and all kinds of great radio stations over the years. Uh, Tom Hutler went down, kind of the the voice of the Mariners inside the stadium. And then they put Eric in, and Eric went in, and he was part of this 10-game streak. And I'm wondering, if we lose Eric, will we lose the streak? Because he has been the PA announcer for the Mariners. Stands have been packed. Fans are excited. And so we'll see uh, if this run continues by the time... Uh, you hear this broadcast. And if not, they're going to have to pull Tom Hutler back out. They're going to have to put Eric Powers back in because Eric Powers is bringing some power to the microphone. And I know how much he loves baseball. His son loves baseball. It was so cool that he had an opportunity to be a PA announcer for the Seattle Mariners. So congratulations to our good friend, Eric Powers. All right, so we'll talk about that. Also, is this a good time to buy a house? Before we get to that, though, let's get to this. Uh, it is camp week at my house, uh, and my son has gone to camp. This is kind of his first overnight camp. He did go to an overnight camp a couple of years ago. He came home on the second day. His recollection is he came home on the fourth day. My recollection is this camp was almost $2,000, and I'm like, what are you doing coming home on the second day of can camp? I, can I do a timeout real quick? Because yeah. I, I think for people that don't know, don't have kids, what is the current just general global philosophy on summers with kids because it appears to me on the outside looking down, I do not have kids. It appears that like the day after they do an elaborate graduation ceremony, regardless of the, of whatever grade they got out. Yeah. Of, you just graduated from seventh and you're going to eighth. Let's, and you get like a cap and gown totally. and there's fireworks. <laughs> you're nailing it. And like <laughs> there's a parade yeah. and the whole deal. But yeah. like the next day, yeah. and this is just my perception. So correct me if I'm wrong here. Yep. It's up to the parent to have three months prior. Yeah. You are Julie McCoy on the love boat, exciting and new. Every day is scheduled. Like one day you're building a rocket to go circle Mars. And then the next day uh, it is Formula One driving. And then the next day you're swimming with the sharks. And then the next day uh, you're on set at a local movie production. Like it seems like every day or every sequence of days you're playing tennis with Andre Agassi. Like it's just nonstop quote unquote camps. You know, uh, is, is that sort of how it happens nowadays? Yeah. You know, when, when school's out for summer, we would just go to the YMCA as kids and we would meet our friends there and then we would see who was going to poop in the pool and clear the pool out. Cause we thought that was pretty funny. And then we go home and then the next day we'd come back and see who was going to poop in the pool again. So, uh, yeah, it is very different now, Ron, where, uh, summer camps are not, they are not they're not inexpensive and so i'd say i spent seven thousand dollars on camps just for the summer uh but what it allows kids to do like my son has already been to a nike is so great at seattle u 
a Nike tennis camp. Nice. And at this tennis camp, you're you're being coached by real collegiate athletes. And some of those athletes are are from Seattle U and part of the tennis club there and the tennis team there. So Nike puts these on all over the country. So that's a week of camp. It's not an overnight. Uh, but this past week, we went to skateboard camp. Uh, we've been to Wild Waves camp where you basically every day go to something like a Wild Waves or you go swimming. Uh, we've done paddleboard camp. Last year, this is, is how all you, this summer. Yeah, last year, this is how he learned to dive. He went to, he went to a diving camp, and that and that was uh, that camp went on for almost three weeks when he was at diving camp, very long camp. So so this week he's at a camp called Camp Coleman, and by the time you hear this, he'll have already been back. And I hope he doesn't come back early. We had a long talk, and I just said, hey. When you go to this camp, it's going to freak you out a little bit that you you have separation uh, from your parents, but it's just a normal thing when you're in sixth grade and you go to camp that you miss your parents a little bit. I said, but the rite of passage is, you know, you're starting to make connections with other friends. And then we started talking about girls. He wanted to talk about girls. And so we talked about that a little bit. He has decided this year at overnight camp that he's not going to date. He told me, "Okay, he will not be holding hands. He is not ready to kiss girls. He did admit that he likes girls. He said he thinks he will have a girlfriend by seventh grade, is what he mm. said. And so I, this sounds like the traditional what I think of as a camp. You go somewhere. Yeah, you're in a bunkhouse. Right. You got a ping pong tournament. Yep. You go to mess hall and, and you're flinging food around. Yeah. You make a bracelet with beads on it. Totally. Do some leather work yeah. and then you go to the pool and hope that nobody jump in the water as quick as you can because you're you're white legs and white yeah. body. Yeah. And then girls kick old. you because they like you and then you you're not allowed to kick them back anymore, which is weird. I used to come home from camp and have bruises all over my body. I would just take a beating and my mom. We say what happened. I just say, hey, the girls really like me this year. And, and we play tucker football on I, the concrete. Yeah. So so anyway, he's at that camp. We're day four. We got to get to day seven, which will be this weekend. Any uh, communication? Does he call? Do you not allowed to, He's not allowed to call. You can send letters. I haven't sent any letters. I think that's a little uh, helicopter-ish. And, and I really want him to disconnect from me. The cool thing is they disconnect from all their electronics. There's no emailing or anything. And if they, if, if they do get in some kind of trouble or they need us, then they'll pick up the phone and call. My and what, niece. what happened, the reason why he came home day two of the, the last camp that he went to is, is just because of COVID. So he had a little cough and boom, even though he tested negative, they sent him home. They, they, they don't mess around. They, they don't, they still don't mess around with COVID. My so. niece used to blackmail me at this camp every year because she wanted on mail day to get the most packages oh. full of candy <laughs> and popcorn. Like she would send, she would, she That's would start great. working me yeah. like two months away from camp, yeah. making sure that there would be a very, and, and she's like, make sure the box is like way bigger than it needs to be. And yeah. like, I'm going to, I need to have the most packages on mail day. I bailed out of that. I gave him $10 a day for the snack shack. $10 a day. $10 a day for the snack shack. Whoa. Dude, inflation, 9.1%. Do you know what a bag of bugles costs right now? I'm seventy nine cents. Do kids even eat? Bu- no, no, no. You go get a snack bag of like bugles. It's like two twenty nine. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you get a snack bag of bugles. You get a couple Starbursts. What's an ice cream sandwich? Right. Maybe you throw in an ice cream sandwich or ten bucks. Okay. I That's mean, it. I, I don't know. Again, That's it. I do not have kids. I don't know the current market. Yeah. I, what's a tooth go for today from the tooth fairy? I know. It's like $25. It's ridiculous. So so, so anyway, any, anyway, he's off at camp. I think these camps are really great ideas because it allows kids 
to go do different types of things and just just find out if they have an interest in that. And and when you and I were growing up, you you maybe went to like a church camp, maybe you went to a football camp, and then and then that was it. You're back at Absolutely, the YMCA yeah. floating uh, brown bombers uh, in the in the pool, uh, seeing if you could. Did you ever do that? See if you could clear the pool no, out? No, but I had a strategy uh, that used to backfire frequently where I would try to steal uh, uh, and switch it up. So go into my parents' room acting like I was going to take a shower, steal money from my mom's purse. Yeah. And then the next day, I would find my dad's wallet and try to steal money out of my dad's wallet. Yeah. But if me and my sister both, if our strategies didn't combine, yeah. then because the parents won't notice a $2. Yeah. But when both of us ganged up and they're $7 down, mm-hmm. then, you know. The white belt came out with the studs. Yeah, you used to be a camp counselor though when you got a when you when you got a little older. You were like at a cowboy. You're at a oh, cowboy. Oh yeah, camp. I remember that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I used to do the rappelling program. Yeah, I tell you what, camp is, camp is really cool because it 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 gives kids a chance to disconnect from their parents. I really appreciate that it gives them a chance to disconnect from their electronics to see what the world is like without electronics. And and kids need to feel that once in a while because otherwise, otherwise they don't. Yeah, so. and you have some different types of competitions. It, it can make lifelong friends. I think people that if you go to the same camp every year, uh, this is someone that could be outside of your school, outside of your social group, and then you meet them and you always look forward. It's a special bond because he's there twenty four seven. Yeah, and 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 we'll close on this. My my son did say the reason why he thinks he may have a girlfriend next year. He says when you're in sixth grade, everybody's just kind of creepy. And he said, when you get to seventh grade, he thinks everybody is less creepy and it might be a good time to get a girlfriend, is what he told me. Good for him. We will see you on the other side of this. Laura Miller's one of the leading commercial real estate brokers around the sound. You see her name everywhere. But when she needed to sell her own home in West Seattle, she turned to Ron and Don. Don came with Ron. He was incredibly well prepared. They were just really impressive. And the things that they outlined that they were, were going to provide their services were, it just made it easy. It was a laydown. As someone who regularly handles multi-million dollar deals, Laura has high standards and expectations, and she says the guys exceeded them. I like to have a fair amount of communication as to what's going on in the market. What are you doing today <laughs> to, um, you know, move the sale forward? And they were collaborative. They came forward with some really great ideas, even little details like, could you water the plant while you're there? They're like, "Uh, of course. And they would show me them watering the plant. (laughs) In no time, they got a deal done. Laura got even more than she hoped for. And she says she couldn't be more impressed with their service, attention to detail and results. They do have a way of making you feel like they're your only client. (laughs) I can't wait to do another deal with them. It was great. It was awesome. You did really well. They're awesome. They are just people you want to hang out with. (laughs) And if you're ready to get more for your door and work with some pretty awesome guys as well, it all starts with a Ron and Don sit down at ronanddon.com. Follow us on the social media platforms. Just search for Ron Upshaw or Don O'Neill. All right, you guys, welcome back uh, to the Ron and Don Show. Again, if you need us, ronanddonsitdown.com. A lot of people have questions about the real estate market. And yes, we are broadcasters, licensed brokers, and we are your friends. Thanks for making us your friends. We appreciate that. Ron, I was reading an article just this week that said, hey, is this a good time 
to buy a house. We see some of the inflation numbers that came out. Uh, inflation hasn't been so high since, I think, 1980 at 9.1%. So it seems like the economy is galloping away from us. In order to get the economy to come back to us, all the Fed can really do is just keep hiking rates. And I think it'll be really interesting if this pushes people back into the market, if they feel like rates are just going to climb higher and they're heading towards, let's say, 7%. Maybe I should jump in now. What's interesting about rates in the last couple of weeks, we've actually seen them tick down a little bit. Yeah, I think we're actually doing a sit down, a run it on sit down tomorrow with a, a, a person that wants to be a buyer. And so I, I do think, I personally think it's a great time to be a buyer. Um, the, the way, I think people overreact to interest rates in this regard. You can afford, like everybody can afford whatever they can afford for rent each month. And like, that's, that's pretty captain obvious. But, um, when the interest rates are very low, your buying power does increase. So if you were, you know, able to buy, you know, let's say you were looking at houses that were $600,000 or something like that. And now the interest rates have gone up. Well, now that $600,000 house is probably out of your range and you have to lower the price point a little bit, but to try to keep the same monthly payment. Um, but at the same time, as houses are staying on the market longer, and as there's less competition in the marketplace, we're seeing more and more houses do price reductions every week, stay on the market for longer than offer review dates, and there's less competition. So theoretically, uh, let's say you were down to you know you're, you're you're down to 550 or 525, you might still be able to get that same house for very close to what it was before if you if you follow my logic. Because if that house sits on the market for longer, those those folks, those sellers need to do a price reduction, and then you can come in because there's less competition, and instead of waiving a financing contingency or waiving an inspection contingency, you have that in there. Bring in your inspector, you guys work it out, and now you're very close, if not exactly in the same place, because that is how the market forces actually work. And so, yes, you're paying a, a slightly higher interest rate. But if your payment, if you were paying... $2,500 a month in rent, and then now you're buying and you're still paying $2,500 is your monthly payment. For you as a lifestyle, uh, it's exactly the same except for all of the upside of being a buyer. And so I think this is the perfect time to buy. If you've been trying to buy for the last couple of years and just got crushed by this marketplace, this is exactly the time to buy. Yeah, and what's interesting in our last cycle where we cycled down, it's just, in, in real estate, it's just like the stock market. It cycles up and it cycles down, but typically it's always moving up. And what you have to figure out is when when do I jump in? Over long periods of time. Yeah, and what's weird about real estate, you guys, and we see this in the stock market too, when everybody saw Tesla take off and, and Tesla was beginning to top out, that's when a lot of people jumped in, right? So... Then Tesla softened because it, it is uh, it is cycling down, and as other car companies kind of catch up here, uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with that Tesla stock. Because sometimes stocks don't cycle back up, but typically real estate always does. And I think there's some people out there that feel like, "Hey, did I, did I buy at the height of the market?" You may have. But just hang on to that piece of real estate, and that'll heal itself here in a couple of years. If you remember back to 2008, we cycled down for six to seven years. And then the real estate market came storming back. 
I think we're in a case here where we'll see some cycling down, but I don't see a crash. I don't see a bubble pop. And I don't think we're going to cycle down for six to seven years. I think there's going to be a correction. And then I think we'll continue to cycle back up when interest rates begin to come down. So the recession, bring it on, a recession is helpful to this economy. It really is. Because there's been a lot of people out there freeloading off of free money that they've been getting from the government. And it's one of the reasons why they've stayed at home. They haven't worked. And the checks are coming in. And I see some of the same people that I know that are acquaintances and friends. And they said, yeah, the reason I didn't go back to work is because I, in fact, a gentleman that lives across the street, uh, across the alley, I was talking to him the other day. He hasn't worked in years, and now he's going to have to go back to work because the government spigot's been turned off. He's been traveling all over the globe. So even though he didn't want to go to work because he's afraid to get COVID, it didn't bother him to get on a plane or to be in a crowded airport or head down to Mexico or in a lot of places down there. They, they, they don't even have COVID tests, and they pretend like COVID doesn't exist. So I think, it, I, I think we'll, we'll, we'll see something here, kind of a correction for a couple of years. Uh, but as Ron always says, you're never going to time it. You're never going to time it just right to sell at the top and to jump in at the bottom of the cycle. You just kind of have to make an educated guess. I'll give you the final say. I, I would really encourage people to do a Ron and on sit down for this reason. This market changes very rapidly. So you might sort of be going, dude, I did. I, I explored this two years ago. It wasn't for me. We missed out. I'm not going through that meat grinder again. I don't, I don't want to do a round on sit down. It's different now. It really is different. Uh, I have a buyer right now that we're trying to buy something on the east side. It's incredible the inventory we have. Incredible inventory that, that five or six months ago, none of these houses would be on the market. So go to ronandonsitdown.com. Let's just talk. See if we'd be a good team. We might do a meeting and say, yeah, I don't know if we're a good team. Or you might go, you know what? I learned something here. Um, this could be my time because rents right now are getting squeezed so hard. It's possible for you to, I was just texting last night with one of our our clients from last year about her taxes. She saved money by buying a house from what she had to pay in rent. So it's, you might be surprised right now is all I'm saying. So let's do a sit down. Yeah. I don't know if there's anything that can out, pace inflation right now other than real estate right yeah all right we will see you on the other side hey ron and don here with mitch.loans you can go there and get a loan and still save half a percent on the value of your loan mitch interest rates have gone up and then they've gone up again what does that mean for people buying a house they have gone up and they're supposed to keep going up. So what it means is jump now, lock in that rate, and be happy that you did when rates get up to 6, 6.5% in a couple months here. Wow. Is that, where, is that where they're going, 6, 6.5? That's where they're going. That's what everyone's saying, and, uh, and we believe them because the Fed's going to keep hiking rates, and we're going to keep hiking rates to go along with them. All right, so how, do, how, do, how, does, how does a lock-in work when you say lock-in in? How, what, what does that mean? So when you lock in your rate, it means that you have gotten an accepted offer on a home. And at that day, you get to choose your loan terms. You get a percent down and you lock in an interest rate, which means for the life of your loan, you have that rate. It's not going to change. So even though it's 
still could be going up before you actually close on that property. You're locked in. You're locked into that. You're rate. locked in for life. Yeah. All right. Let's go to Mitch.loans right now if you're thinking about buying a house. He has a special program for Ron and Don Nation listeners where you can get one half of a percent of the value of your loan. He can tell you all about those terms. Go to Mitch.loans right now. All right, you guys. Welcome back to the Ron and Don Show. It seems like this time of year, uh, we will check the baseball scores. And if the Mariners go on a run, this is when we start thinking about the 95 team and the 2001 team. I was here in 95. I went to all those games. Uh, my friend worked at Gatorade, and she was one of my clients. I owned a car dealership at the time. And we would go and sit in the Gatorade boxes. And wow, was that a lot of fun. Looking back on that 95 team, which was kind of dismantled after that because the Mariners couldn't hang on to all those stars. Right? How do you keep Alex Rodriguez and Ken Griffey Jr. and someone like Jay Buhner and little Joey Cora? How do you keep all those guys on the same team? Uh, even Martinez, who played first, he ended up becoming a Yankee uh, and ended up becoming a Yankee great over there, right? The two Martinez. Then you have Edgar, you have Tito. It's it just it you you think of the '95 team and you say to yourself, that was really a great team, but boy, did they underperform. And they should have won the pennant that year. And they should have won many pennants. If the front office was able to do anything to keep that team together, and they were not. Then in 2001, you have a team uh, that won over 100 games, and then they just fizzled out as they headed to the playoffs. And then that's kind of it. That's all we have to celebrate when it comes to baseball. What we have seen, though, and I don't know if they're still on their run, but as you're listening to this, the Mariners are on a run. In fact, they won a doubleheader yesterday, taking on the Rangers today. And again, this will be a little outdated because uh, we were recording this on a Thursday and you'll hear this on a Monday. Uh, I have to say, really excited, and I talked about the top of the, the show, really excited for my friend Eric Powers. He has a young boy who is uh, my son's age. And Eric is a great DJ here in town. He worked on Hot for a long time. And he uh, was called the other day because Tom Hutler who who's a great PA announcer for the Mariners uh, couldn't make it. And so Eric went into the stadium and he rocked the mic. And I think every game that he was the PA announcer of, they won. It's really cool to see him. The Mariners made him a, a jersey that said powers on it. And he had his son who loves baseball. He's a little all-star player. Seeing dad and son sitting together up in the press box. And Eric did a really great job. And then what was really cool, Ron, was to see the stands absolutely packed. And the Mariners aren't in first place. They're not going to be in first place. They're not going to catch the Astros. That's just not going to happen. But they do have a shot at a wild card here. And it just goes to show you, you win a few games, you get weather gets a little nicer, you can pack the stands. And so this still is a baseball town, no matter what anyone thinks. But it saddens me that a lot of times when we have to reminisce about our memories of the Seattle Mariners, all we really have is the 95 team and the 2001 team. We, 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 we need something to happen here in 2022, right? It is sad. And, and there were legit superstars on that team like Griffey. And you would see Randy Johnson rolling around town. Uh, Danny Wilson, of course, behind the behind the plate catching. And and Ichiro, of course. That, that was I have uh, one of my best memories of when I went to 
to Japan is, and people heard about Seattle, they didn't ask about Microsoft, didn't ask about Amazon. At the time, it was like all they asked about was Ichiro. Like that's how big uh, yeah. Ichiro is. And, and, and I do like to point this out, though. And he wasn't he, part of the 95 team. No, he was he part was, of the 2001 He's part of the 2001, yeah. So when, um, if you don't follow sports super closely, and you hear people going, oh, it's been this many years, as Don just described, about getting in the playoffs. And just getting into the playoffs. It's not Mount Everest to get into the playoffs. There, there, there's a lot of teams that get in each year. Getting into the playoffs is equivalent to getting a C- minus on your grade in high school. Because there's one-third of the teams get into the playoffs. And so I don't think it's unreasonable for the fan base here to have a healthy dose of skepticism and say, what are you guys doing? Because there have been uh, teams that even were founded after the Mariners that have gone Colorado Rockies, Florida Marlins that have gone on to win world series championships that didn't even exist as long as the Mariners have existed and we go year in and year out and we get the same sort of story of we're rebuilding and we're putting people into our, our farm system and we're going to acquire this player and then you let him go. And it just goes on and on and on. Yeah. And, and there are models around there. The Moneyball model you could pick out of Oakland where they didn't spend a lot of money. And at least they make the postseason. You can look at what they did in Houston. That was a bottom feeder team. They turned it around. They rebuilt that team. They cheated a little bit. But hey, if you're not cheating, you're not trying, as Don always says. Uh, at least they they had a turnaround. They had their moment in the sun. Yeah. So I I I don't know what has happened with the Mariners. And we've gone through so many GMs and so many coaches. And you know I I still remember interviewing Lou Pinella back in the day in the dugout. And so you just you look back on it and it's like it doesn't make any sense of why we at least can't crack the playoffs. And, and, you know, this for the longest time in football was a town where people would put yeah. bags over their heads. And, and, at and, least they had their moment. And this is where having someone like a Jerry Jones as an owner can be helpful, right? In the National Football League, it used to be like when Tom Landry won those three Super Bowls, there was no salary cap. So teams could spend whatever they wanted to spend on players. And Dallas did that. Uh, when you look at San Francisco and Eddie DeBarlo, they did the same thing when they had those runs. Uh, they did it with Joe Montana, and the Dallas Cowboys did it with Troy Aikman. Then to make sure that every market was interesting, like let's say that you have an owner out there that doesn't have the pockets of another, then we'll do a salary cap and we'll just limit what every team can spend on a, on a, uh, uh, a franchise player or on a team. So then you see teams cycle up, cycle down. So 2013 Mariners played with very young – or not the Mariners, sorry about that. 2013 Seahawks played with very, very young players. And then they couldn't afford them. Uh, you look at the Rams right now. They're playing with young players. They're going out and seeing if they can buy another championship. But again, they have this salary cap that sits on top of them. And at some point, they're going to suck and cycle right to the bottom, just like the Seahawks have. In baseball, it's different because these contracts with these players are guaranteed. Remember when Alex Rodriguez was the first one to sign a quarter of a billion dollar contract? All that money was guaranteed. And even when he had road roid issues twice, he still got all that money, that $250 million. He was the king of cash in baseball. And so when you do have an owner that's pretty flamboyant, when you do have an owner that wants to get out there and win at all costs, you can win at all costs because you have to go out at some point 
toward the end of the season, and you have to buy your pitchers. You have to buy those arms. You have to bring them over your team and see if you can win a pennant. And the Mariners uh, just have never done that, right? It seems like the Mariners create some really great players, and then it's other teams that step up with the checkbook, and that's exactly what happened when you look at the 95 team. Yeah, and Boston goes, hey, guys. We really like what you've done there. How about we just buy these players? Same with the Yankees, yeah. So anyway, I hope I, I hope they make it. I hope they're. Still I really do. A, I hope they're still on a run when you hear this. And you know that team is kind of run by committee. And the problem is they love the fact that this team is on a run, that those seats are full, and that they're making money right now. It's such a beautiful. And ballpark. in Major League Baseball, you can make money and not win. And the Mariners have proven that. So I hope the owners collectively get excited. And I hope they take a run. They they take a run, make a run. They get out that checkbook and buy some pitchers uh, as we head toward the end of the year. All right, hey you guys, thanks for listening to this episode. We really appreciate it. Ron talked about doing a Ron and Don sit down. It's a thirty minute conversation. We do it virtually to find out if we're good. Uh, we're good partners. Yeah, you can email me directly, Ron at ronanddon.com, uh, or you can go to ronanddonsitdown.com and make a request right there. It really is. A time to buy. Yeah. Also, we have a really cool listing on Woodby Island right now. Uh, 3,400 square feet, an A-frame. It's not a cabin. It's an A-frame home. This thing was built 15 years ago, and you're just feet from the water's edge of Goss Lake. We're on at just under $1.2 million, you guys, and it's two units. It has an ADU in the bottom. So you could live upstairs, and you could Airbnb the unit downstairs or make it a vacation rental. And vacation rent both doors, and then you go there whenever you want to, and basically the house pays for itself. That's the way it works. So if you've been looking for a vacation rental, go to my Facebook page, uh, Don O'Neill, and look at this place on Woodby Island. I'll be out there uh, in the next week or so doing an open house. We'd love to see you. Uh, it is sensational. It's one of my favorite listings ever. And if you want to find out more, you want a personal tour, just reach out to me, Don, at ronanddon.com. Again, thanks for listening. Keep your head up, shoulders back. Episode 427. It'll be here before you know it. You're listening to the Ron and Don Show. All right! On the Ron and Don Radio Network. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back. And keep blowing that trumpet, and we'll see you next time. Only! 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 On the Ron and Don Radio Network.